Also in Lunishma Yerchon Diana Magdalis in Benemam and in Rufushalim of Shalom Benyavrenk, Shalom Benyavrenk and Dorni Bansara and Hanabat Adel. And also success in Yashomai Melisha Benavaka, Diabon Nishava, Shevon Nishava, Evan Benavaka, Rena Makavatobasha. This Thursday night we're going to do a class uh, in the um, 2600 Northeast 209th Street and uh, Beth David Synagogue, and that's going to be at 8 o'clock in, in the memory of. Uh, Rosie Behar. All right, today we have unfortunately a very, very, very heavy heart. Um, this is this is going to be a tough class. This is not going to be an easy class to deal with. Um, the book that we're going to deal with today is Garden of Souls, Rabbi Nachman on Suffering, and the Fiftieth Gate. So there's a child, uh, a child of a two teachers uh, in a Chabad Chabad school that basically um, the child got left. It was a three-year-old child got left for eight hours in the car. The child died out of heat exhaustion. And it's, uh, the words cannot describe uh, very, very hard. I, I could barely sleep last night. Just understand, I have a three-year-old. And obviously, it went through my, my son, etc. But just understanding how painful that could be for, for parents. Um, and just today, I think the message today is really just to talk about how to, how to forgive oneself. And I believe the kid was left in eight hours in the car. So some, sometimes we also, uh, it's just, just it, the kid's also, his name is Shalom. So I just want to try to connect, again, uh, these are my ideas, try to connect what, what God wants from us in the situation and see what we could do to improve. Obviously, um, tomorrow also is the yard site of the Surfside bomber, certain, I'm sorry, Surfside uh, building that collapsed. So you could see it, God's preparing us. He's preparing us for these three weeks. You know, you could see every, you know, perspective. Pain like this that definitely brings a perspective. And, you know, we, we pretty much stop, you know, majoring in minor things. When you go through something like this, you hear this news, like, what could bother you? What could possibly bother you? And the kid's name was Shalom. And I think that, you know, God's, the, the, this is the whole, the whole rectification in this month is, is definitely to make peace. There's a lot of machlocha, there's a lot of fighting in Tamils. The energy is a stuff, and this is a month in honor. Of what, you know, we, all we could do is is do positive things in the kid's name, and his kid's name was Shalom. And the Shalom is if you could try to make peace with people, try to make peace within yourself. You know, that's the name Shalom. There's a reason why his name is Shalom. We have to make peace within ourselves, and we also also have to forgive one ourselves. I'm going to talk to you about a prayer from Rabbi Natan on how to forgive oneself, how to really, really forgive oneself. Because I can't imagine the parents going through this. The amount of guilt and that they're going to have. I, 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 there's no again. There's no words on what I could say, but I could just say what we can learn from it. And obviously, God, everything, everything that happens is from Hashem. But there is months that there is a lot of judgment, and this is the months that we have to be extra careful. Tammuz uh, Av that these months belong to to Esav. It's a, it's a month of uh, to be very careful. We don't want to start fights. It's a month you want to really, really, really lay low and not become an instigator. So again, try to make shalom. Try to make peace with yourself by forgiving oneself. And try to also make peace with people. I mean, life is, life is extremely short. Also, another, another thing that really bothered me. Again, I, I'm not, I'm, not I, I'm very careless myself. I leave my keys in my car. I, I, in no way am I saying this for the parents, but the concept of eight hours being left in a car. And, and it just shows us how many, how many times we're not living in the present moment. We're not living the present moment. I mean, how many times does time go by? You don't even know where, you know, you, you could see how much time 
is being spent. Again, it's, this is a, I'm le- taking a lesson from me as much as I can. Sometimes time just flies by and you don't even know what, what happened that day. And this isn't a message that we really have to live in the moment. Um, again, I have no idea what's going on through the parents' lives, what happened exactly, but eight hours is eight, is eight, eight hours. And sometimes we also, we also leave, you know, eight hours, like, you're not even aware. You're like, it's, you know, it's two o'clock, where am I? Where am I thinking? It's also a message to live in, live in the present moment. Live in the present moment. You know, Florida's the number one, I believe Florida and Texas is the number one state of heat, of, of heat exhaustion. Kids being left in the car. We're, we're, we're not here. We're definitely not here. This is not the first time you don't happen. We're not here. Um... And we definitely need to live in the moment. You know, we need to let go of the past. You just have to, you know, the constant, let go, let go. Like, little by little, we have to stop living in the past, not waking up like, you know, already in the past. Because it takes you away from the present moment. How many of us can we say, do we live consciously in the present moment? It's another lesson. Definitely another lesson to learn. We have to live in the moment. So all we have is the moment. All we have is the moment. So let's let's talk about um, this prayer from Bernatan again. Just to, to, to just try to give a little bit of uh, the solution to any, any tragedy, any time you make a mistake in life, again, any time, what, what's the solution? What does God want from us? What does God want from us at the end of the day? We also know there's this concept of Gilgalim, people coming into this world for a certain amount of years to accomplish missions. There's, it, it's, it's, it's a big, it's, there's a much bigger picture going on. Um, you know, losing my son, obviously. He, I knew I was gifted with him for 15 years. He had 15 years in this world. He was a beautiful child, perfect child. That's it. 15 years. That was his mission. Who knows? He had to fix something. In the, who knows? We, we don't know these things. And this is why we have surrender. And we can't fight against God. We can't fight against God. And I spent a lot of time surrendering. And this is where we're going to just talk about practically what, what, what do we speak about? How do we speak about? Because there's no question the parents, uh, you know, the prayer yesterday. I was praying his Badu this morning last just give them, give them strength. Give them strength. Let them forgive themselves. Because I, you can't walk around with this kind of... I, I just can't imagine what, 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 what that would feel like walking around with this kind of guilt and this. I, I couldn't imagine it. So we also have to learn to forgive ourselves. And this is another message. Whatever you've done, whatever has happened in our lives, there's a much bigger picture. Ramnathan tells us something very, very powerful. It says, God knows each person before he came into the world. God knows each person before he came into the world. I will praise you, Hashem, while I'm alive. I will sing to you with my being. Master of the world, in your wondrous ways and mighty kindness, help me always gladden my immersible detected soul. You alone know everything that has occurred to me under the sun, from the day of Adam was created until this moment, including everything that happened in our generation, everything that happened to every Jew in the world, in particular, everything that is happening to me. I've been cruel to myself because I'm poor and desolate, blemished and, 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 and guilty. But you know my soul has experienced from this day that was named, created, formed, and made it and passed through various incarnations. We, we have no idea what happened, how, how many incarnations. Many times, this is the only solution to hear. Anytime you care kids, there's got to be, there's got to be a concept of incarnations, goals, you know, souls coming in. You, you, you already know what, what has happened to me from the beginning to the state of nothingness before I existed to the creation and appearance of my fruit, which is my neshama, 
to the creation of the taste of my fruit, which is my ruach, the creation of my fragrance, which is my nefesh. Everything gets created. Again, a creator knows everything. The creation by wise men of the seed, even before my father's mind, you already know. The planting of the seed, the moment of conception, the formation of the fruit, my embryo, and the candle burning, my learning in the Torah in the womb. And the cutting of the fruit from the branch, which is cutting the umbilical cord. There's a lot going on before you even come to this world. Before a person comes into this world, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we have no idea what we're here to fix, what we're here to repair. But I guarantee you, we're all here to fix something. You alone know the deeper meaning of these matters. You know everything that has occurred to me then and everything that has occurred to me afterwards until this moment. You know everything that I've done for good, bad, in in regards to the bad. You know my transgressions. And you know all the good points that I've acquired. And now, after all my experience of what I've done, whether good or bad, teach me how to repent from this moment. Teach me how to go forward. Teach me how to judge myself favorably. Master the world. You desire kindness and you're filled with compassion. You gazed upon the wicked person from the desire became righteous. But you know, you judge everybody's favorably. Please give me the strength to judge myself favorably. In this way, may I make myself joyous and enter the side of merit. As a result, may I attain complete repentance and pray with intensity. So our, our job really, again, a person comes into this world with tremendous darkness, with tremendous issues, with tremendous uh, habits and some of us are inclined to, 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 for more, to be more anxious than others. Some of us are inclined to be depressed. Some of us, we all have, we all have a package that we've come to this world. And, and, and your job really, really here in this world is to come to fix it. Don't blame yourself. Come to this world to repair as much as you can. Because if not, where, what else do you have? What else do you have but, 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 but being upset at everything you'd make a mistake? And we really, really have to forgive ourselves. It's such an important message in our life. Some of the prayers that Rav Nathan says, and he says, the only way a person can really escape the, tr- the, the problems today that he's going through is pretty much through surrender. There's no other way, because the reason why a person is going through something, let's say, for example, whatever happened to this child, let's say this child, was, there, was a great, there, was, there, there was the greater degree that was supposed to happen and this child was the atom. We have, we, again, we have no idea. And a good example of this was when those three soldiers died in Israel, when they got killed by the Arabs. While they were looking for those soldiers, you know what they found? They found tons and tons of tunnels. And there was a scheme that all of a sudden on Rosh Hashanah, there was tons of tunnels. They were supposed to, all these Arabs were supposed to come out, out of these tunnels and kill, and kill thousands of people on, on Rosh Hashanah. So these three, ch- these three children, these three students were, or soldiers were in atonement. So again, we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. We can only see this afterwards. So what we have to do is we have to pray to God to give us, to give us mercy on our, on our own level. And you can see some of, the, some of the prayers from this book Again, this is a really, really good book, Garden of Souls. It's, it's Rabbi Nachman on suffering. Basically, it takes Lesson 65 and, 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 and talks about how to go into Bittal, how to really, really go into surrender. What does surrender mean, etc.? The reason why we have to surrender is because there's a light where everything is good. When you close your eyes, anytime you're going through pain, your mind cannot comprehend that pain. And you don't have the vessel to contain that pain. So this is why we have to surrender. 
When you surrender, you're actually surrendering to a much higher light that you cannot see yet. And there's no other way a person could surrender. For example, what does an addict do? He's surrendering through drugs. He's using drugs to get to this light where everything is one, where everything, there's wholeness. We could do the same thing when we surrender to God. And some of the prayers that he's saying here on this, on this prayer. He's saying here, before you look, in order to prepare the vessels, in order that, should I, that I get to an understanding of why I'm going through a challenge, of why I'm going through something, the first thing you need to do, the first stage is to look Keep your, lift up your eyes at the ultimate goal where everything is oneness and everything is good. And to make unity out of our prayers, only by surrendering ourselves in bittle and knowing, believe that everything is good, can we afterwards really pray. Make sense? I, I really can't pray if I have a figure of my, of my creator. Again, I'm not talking about in this case with this situation. I'm talking to in our general issues in our own lives. That if you're going to pray for something, you can, the, only, the, the best way to get our prayers of, be effective is if we see everything as good. Because if we, have a, if we are praying to an angry God, because we're angry, we, we picture our, our Creator stingy or angry or disappointing or cruel, whatever comes out of your mouth is really going nowhere. Because it's really a frustration. It's not really a prayer. So the hardest step really, really to make is to start any kind of prayer, any situation, is focus on everything surrendering to a place where everything is one, where everything is good, where everything is, is perfect. Then afterwards, you can pray. The reason is, is the vessels in which you receive God's abundant blessing, be it children, health, wealth, etc. How are they formed? They're actually formed from the light of the trains of the bitul experience that remains after consciousness. Let's define what that means in English. How you handle pain. There's two ways to handle pain. There's handling pain through emuna, knowing that everything's for the best, but, not, but closing your eyes and knowing everything's for the best. And then you, have, then you can't stay in emuna forever because it's not practical that I could stay in bitul forever because I would close my eyes. I have to deal with reality. So there's this constant thing that we have to deal with. We have to deal with, okay, I have an experience. I'm going to close my eyes where I know everything is good. It just, I can't, I can't understand it. Then I have to deal with the actual reality of the thing. But that experience requires you to close your eyes, deal with reality. Close your eyes, deal with reality. You can't just close your eyes and disappear because you still have to deal with the reality of the issue. So that experience between running and returning, running to bittal, running to surrender, coming back to reality. Running to surrender, coming back to reality. For example, let's, an example of this would be, let's say a person's in a recovery program. Many cases you hear, everybody goes, comes in there with tremendous trauma. So they have to first get through the first aspect, which is recognizing that the trauma is actually something good. And that's not going to be able to com- be comprehended through the conscious mind. That's only going to be able to be comprehended through closing their eyes and recognizing that everything's happening for the benefit. But all of a sudden, then they have to deal with what? Okay, I still have to deal with an addiction. I still have to deal with all this pain that I have. So they have to go back and forth in that experience. And in that experience, as you go back and forth in that experience, 
after you come out of it, you're going to get the relief that's going to come from a new meaning. So practically, when we speak about Viktor Frankl's book, when you find meaning, suffering goes away. Does everybody find meaning in the first 20 minutes? No. Sometimes it takes months to find meaning. Through that process of, of searching, of closing your eyes, of seeing everything is good, then you get the meaning afterwards. Pretty much if you handle pain well, Rav Nachman tells us, the result is you come out a different person. And this is what he's saying here. How do you know you've handled it well? You know you've handled it well through, because you came out of the experience with a new insight on life. That's how you know you handled the situation well or not. If you came out as a different person. If you came out as a different person. Because he's saying here, there's no possible way to escape the troubles that pass over the Jewish people collectively or each individual except through surrendering to the tachlis, closing your eyes to a place where everything is good, not feeling, not seeing, everything is good, seeing everything is oneness. Then you're going to be able to understand. But again, that process requires running and returning. And after what happens is, is your creator gives you a spiritual awakening. Basically, the, the, the bottom line is, after pain, if it's handled well, you get a spiritual awakening. If we have not gotten a spiritual awakening from that situation, because remember, if it wasn't for the pain, you would never need the spiritual awakening. You would never search for a spiritual awakening. I only search for a spiritual awakening when I can't deal with the current situation or the current reality or there's so much pain that I, I can't deal with it. So I'm forced to close my eyes and look for spiritual reality, spiritual awakening, etc. That's, that's, the, that's the formula. And what we need to do is we need to pray, Hashem, help me accept everything for the best. Because remember, there's, the, there's always that fight within our lives about not accepting everything for the best. Not accepting, not seeing, not seeing light at the end of that light. But that, and this is where the fight is. The, the prayer is you actually need to, you actually have to help, pray that to help yourself. Some of the prayers are, help us out from our suffering. Some of the prayers are, show us love that we can understand. Show us a love that we can understand. Because if somebody can't understand love, you know, if, you, if a kid is trying to plug his, his, his toy in, 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 in a socket, and he could, God forbid, get electrocuted, and you take away, the, his, you rip his hand out of the socket, the kid doesn't see your love there. He doesn't understand that you're actually, he's thinking, he's thinking you're taking away his toy and crying. But so we have to ask, Creator of the world, show me a love that we can understand. Show me a love that we can understand. Other things he's, he's saying here. Being able to, to, even if I don't love, even if I don't feel your love in, the, in your heart. This book, again, I strongly recommend anybody who's going through any pain, which is if, you're, if you have a pulse and you're living in 2022, good chance that this book is for you. If you're still breathing and you're living in 2022, Amazon, this book is for you. It's what is the pain? What are you running into bittle? There's something in your life that you're running into bittle. There's no question about it. And we have to recognize that our job is to grow through that. Because ultimately the whole purpose of our lives, Rachman says, you are here for emunah. The only purpose while creation exists is for the sake of emunah. 
And in order to have emunah, you have to have a place of not knowing, a place of darkness, a place of surrender. There's no other way to understand that. And this is why we need to constantly, our job is to constantly encourage ourselves. Again, help us out from our suffering. Some of the prayers that he also says is, help me make myself into nothing. Help me not give, remember, sometimes when we're going through pain, what do we do? We give the wrong meaning. And if we give the wrong meaning, then we, how, do you, how are you going to surrender? How are you going to surrender if you give the wrong meaning? So you have to get to a point of nothingness. Rab Natan writes, the Rebbe once asked him, when things are very bad, make yourself into nothing. I asked him, how does one make yourself into nothing? He replied, you close your mouth, you close your eyes, and you were like nothing, like you don't exist. We can gain valuable insights from this. Sometimes you're overwhelmed by the Yetzirah. You're very disturbed and confused by all these negative thoughts. It's, you find it impossible to overcome it. What you need to do is close your eyes, close your mouth, and make yourself into nothingness. That itself, it's, 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 it's accepting with silence. That itself is very, very powerful in heaven. And that will allow you to grow. And just think again. Think about areas in our lives where we've come out much better from challenges. It's only because they were handled through surrender, through faith, and through acceptance. There's areas, unfortunately, that we are still fighting. And those areas we have not surrendered, we have not accepted. We were living in the past. So the number one step is, first you have to accept. You can't change anything unless you accept it. And second step is you have to forgive yourself. And I pray, my, one of my prayers was that this parent, these parents should be able to forgive themselves. It could have been that God takes away your knowledge. We don't know. There's times that God takes away a person's knowledge. God could have clearly heard the baby cry. It could have been a million situations. Somebody could have walked by the car and said, hey, your baby... There could have been a million situations that could have prevented that situation if God wanted. Again, I'm not a prophet. I'm just telling you from my heart that we, could, we need to learn from this. We definitely need to learn from this. And it's definitely preparing us. There's always something before the 17th of Tammuz. Get ready. Like get, off, get out of the beach mindset. Start waking up for Hatzot. Get, get ready. Stop you know, running into this world. Get ready. Use at least these three weeks of, of the 21 days. And believe it or not, my whole speaking career, you should know, started, started five, six years ago. And it all started from, there was, I believe the Jews were fighting and there was major wars in, in Israel. And I said, you know what, I, I can't sit there. And, I'm sitting here in Aventura, comfortable you know, eating my jamba juice and my brothers and sisters are fighting in Israel and rockets and going into bunkers and I'm sitting here in Florida like a, like a, like a tourist. I said, no way. I have, I'm waking up for Hatzot. At least I could do is break my sleep. At least I could do something. Break my sleep. Pray for them while they're fighting. And that was the beginning of my speaking career. It was waking up for Hatzot. That gave me the, that gave me an, a brand new energy, a brand new light in my life and that gave me this momentum. <clears throat> But you have to get out. You, you can't just stay. You see your brother's suffering. You cannot just say, oh, too bad. You can't just say that. It's not, that's not the answer God wants. To. When you hear something like this, it's got to shake you a little bit. It's got to shake you. It's got to shake you, whether it's one, living in the, live, try to live more in the present moment for the sake of this child. Live in the moment. Forgive, the, forgive yourself. 
Make peace. Make peace with yourself. Shalom. The kid's name is Shalom. Make peace with other people. The, the, the writing's on the wall. And Hashem consoles all. Again, and, and, and you, there's a time sometimes for, for a tough class. Because Rabbi Nachman tells us very simple. After a broken heart, there will be joy. Our sages tell us, if you mourn for the temple, you will celebrate when it's rebuilt. You cannot celebrate if you didn't mourn for it. Mourning for a temple also means mourning for our consciousness. So Hashem help us all that we should all give charity. Do, do something. Don't, don't just say, oh, nebach, too bad. Do something. Make peace with somebody who you haven't made peace with. Do something. Wake up, decide to wake up one night during the through, to, to wake up at Hatzot and, and cry out for the temple. You can't just let, be insensitive to these things. You can't just hear things and be insensitive and not take any action. So again, I have a tremendously heavy heart for this. And may Hashem console us all and give this family strength and give this family forgiveness and give this family what it needs to, to continue. Have a great day.